Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, welcome to Sport- Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Morwitz. And uh, it's been a good week. Um, unfortunately, we weren't here last week, but we're back. Um, and I have with me, of course, our former NFL player, James Loving. James, how's everything going for you? Everything's going wonderful. Wonderful. Oh, that's Hawaii good. That's good. Uh, so, you know, James, the first thing I'd like to talk about, you know, so not last week, but the you know, week, week prior, um, on the 20th of July, you had... Uh, you're loving, loving tomorrow's kids. Uh, of your first, no, no, under under your new your new nonprofit, loving loving tomorrow's kids. Uh, first annual uh, football camp back in your hometown of Robbins, Illinois. Yeah, everything was good. Kids had fun. Coaches had a good time coaching them, and everything's beautiful. Next year will be a lot better. You know, hats off to Shamika putting everything together. And Absolutely. And also to the coaches, uh, Robert Park District, and all the sponsors. want to thank everybody and do it again next year. Yeah, I was I was able to be there, and I was I was quite impressed. I mean, the kids they ranged in age they ranged in age from um, eight years old up to sixteen, I believe. And uh, the the kids were very attentive. Um, the 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 coaching staff you had, you had some former players, and then you had uh, coaches from the area, and they they were really putting them through through some some paces on that. And uh, the, I think the kids were really getting a lot out of everything that was going on. Yeah, they did. Like I said, you know, next year you'll have better. You always learn from it, so it'll be good. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, there, there, this year I thought was really good, you know, and, and next year, of course, you're going to have more kids clamoring because they're going to hear about the, about the camp from this year, and they're all going to want to come. So, you know, you may want to <laughs> have to expand it, but I'm not sure how you're going to do that because anyway, but yes, oh, the, the, the Robbins Park District, I have never seen city workers work as hard as these people did, and they were they were phenomenal, so... Definitely, as you said, hats off to them. That's 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 tried and true. You know, good people there. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, okay. So, James, um, th- th- there was a show, and I kind of mentioned it to you. You know that I was going to watch it, but I, I don't think uh, I, I told you much about it. But um, I had I'd kind of read something about it, and I was like, I want I want to see what's going on with this. But anyway, it was a, it was a program that had on ESPN sixty. Um. And it was about a high school uh, team in East Baltimore, and, and the school is called St. Francis. And it, if anyone knows anything about East Baltimore, it's it's a pretty impoverished area. Um, it's, you know, a lot of drug activity, a lot a lot of uh, um, just just it's it's not it's not a good area. And and the school actually is right across the street from the former prison. Um, and, and so you, you can kind of imagine how the area looks. But anyway, uh, the team is it's led by a head coach who years ago made his fortune as an investment fund manager. And his name is, is Biff uh, Pogi. And he doesn't, you know, he, pretty much he doesn't have to work, much less coach. 
but he does it to give a foundation for the players in his program. So Pogi, he is trying to build a national powerhouse by spending $2.5 million of his own money. Um, his plan is to send these players to college and have them go out and get a degree and then come back and make a difference, kind of like what you did. You know, you, you went out and, 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 and you got your degree and you worked, and now you're coming back to your hometown and you're making a difference. So, you know, that, that, for me, that was the correlation, and I was... I, I, I was I, I like that, but anyway, um, in 2017, the team finished the season 13-0 and and ranked fourth in the nation. However, most of their opponents said that they would forfeit their 2018 game against them rather than play them, and the reason why they, they did this is they said it's due to uh, player safety. I guess in one game, um, I think in the, the, the final game, uh, the, the opposing team, th- three of its players had concussions. Um, so Pogi, he's put together a college-caliber athletes of all-star players, and he, he, he recruits players as far away as Florida to come play on his team. So, you know, based on, on what I just told you, um, what are your thoughts on high school recruiting, you know, go, going out recruiting good athletes to come play with them? I don't know so long. I forgot the question. <laughs> I was just telling you a story. No, what was the question? What so did? the question is on. So, 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 what's your thoughts on high schools recruiting good athletes to come play with them? I mean, if you get them, you can get them. You can't sit there and say good athletes come play with them. They feel that's the school where they want to go play. They're going to go play. I mean, they feel the coaches going to get them. You know, look at it in the field. They go play. You know. That's how all recruiting does it, you know. It's what the school does and went in and then who's the coach. That's why Alabama get all the good kids. So depends on how um, a school gonna do. You know, and, but but that's college. I mean, college does go out and recruit, but high school, they're going out now and recruiting in high school and trying to make these these major programs, you know, go yeah. run for these it's kids. A, it's like a charter school. They go out and recruit kids. You can't do that now. You know, um, having kids say they live with their grandmother, get in the school district. You know? Yeah. They've well, been doing well, that for a while. Just they've been, you know, been doing when I was in school there to recruit. Right. But, but the, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing to recruit in, in town, in the city, you know, but it's a whole other when you're crossing state lines and so forth. But, um, but, but more on this guy, he, he, he purchased a couple of condominiums that are close to the school. And some of these kids that don't, you know, that, that are from far away that don't have families there, he, he, he houses them there. He feeds them. He houses them. Um, the school doesn't have money to pay for the coaches, so he pays out of pocket. He pays, pays for the coaching staff. He funds their travel costs. I mean, he does it all. This, this man is just pretty remarkable for what he's doing for, for, for a high school. Well, he got the money. I mean, you know, people are doing that, you know. So, I mean, if he's willing to spend the money out like that just to win, I guess so. Yeah. Well, yeah, he 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 definitely wants to win, but he also has, you know, he wants to instill, you know, some, some good things into these kids and give them a chance, you know, to go to college, to, 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 to get a degree, uh, to be able to, to hopefully in the long run, have them again come back and, and help out because th- this this is where he's from and and he was he was raised in a very poor house 
Um, but his family always said, you know, there's other people worse than us, so w- we have to give, you know, and, and they would. They would give to to people that were, th- that needed help, and, you know, when, when they themselves didn't have much to give, but yet they found found a way to do that. And so he's still doing that, even though he has the money. You know, I, I, I just, I'm really, I was really amazed with this guy, with what he did. So, but anyway, regarding the recruiting and recruiting these these kids to come play with them. Um, it kind of reminded me about, you know, with Wyoming, because Wyoming, you know, they back back when you played, they were in the WAC conference. And the WAC included back then BYU and Utah, which if you recall, BYU and Utah players, they're given like a two-year delay when they play so they can go on a mission for the Mormon church. Um you know, but but the, well, the 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 reason why I'm I'm bringing this up is, you know, the kids that he recruited. Most of these kids are are really big kids. You know, they're they're he he has specific things that he's looking for, and so most of these kids are almost college athlete level kids. So for for when you played, you know, an average age for most college athletes is about twenty or twenty one. Um, for BYU and Utah, the average age is twenty three. You know, that two year difference. You know, is huge because you know it gives you a couple of years to grow, a couple of years to train. You know that that stuff. So, uh, my my question to you regarding this is: Did you notice a difference in playing BYU and Utah versus other teams, mostly due to their size and ability? No, it wasn't no different. It's just you know playing. You know, every college athlete. You know, we got big guys on our team too. You know, depends on what they what they are, the mindset. You know, small guys. It's the same as the big guys. Right. You know? Right. It ain't no different from a 14-year vet in the NFL and a rookie. You know? They still got to go out there and do what they got to do. It ain't right. like because he's 14 years in the NFL, he's going to be way better no better. No, that, that bill is the same. So it wasn't no different. Okay. I was, I was just wondering because I, I know that that was always a big a big uh, issue back then. You know, now, of course, BYU and Utah, Utah moved to the Pac-12 now, and I think BYU is independent, and um, they're, they're, they're facing a lot of competition because, as you say, you know, everyone nowadays is, is big. But back then, they, 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 were, they were the dominant, dominating force. But, you know, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. But, yeah, that's, that's just... That's interesting. But anyway, this story, if you have a chance to, to, to watch this, this show, it, it's pretty impressive. So anyway, um, you know what? Let's take our first break when we come back. Um, I want to talk a little bit about what's going on with college football and the rankings and uh, try to get some ideas uh, or thoughts from you on this. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. 
don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. I'm sitting here just chit-chatting with former NFL player James Loving. And we've been talking a little bit about uh, the team in Baltimore. Now, you know, James, let's talk a little bit about NCAA football. Hold on. You were um, talking about high school recruiting. Don't you know now they got high school with a hello TV, their signing day? You know, that's a yes, big I, yes, I'm well aware of that signing day. You know, where where they're being recruited from colleges. Yes, right. I mean, so high school has always been a big sport. They're making it more bigger now, just to get the kids to see where these kids going to go and what colleges. Right. So, uh, it's just it's just getting out of hand. I think you know because you know it's like on TV on Saturday at high school. I mean, you know, some kids don't even make it, you know, when they get to that college. They pluck out or, or can't take it being home, away from home, and then they go back and get to JUCO. I think they put too much pressure on these kids. You know, like these other schools, you know, back in Chicago, you know, some schools want to win, so they they doing what that guy doing. That's what Dwayne Wade did. Dwayne Wade, they moved it, you know, Robin with, with his girlfriend because he had nowhere to live in the city. And they want him to play Richard, so they let him stay in his girlfriend's house to get that address. And that's what all these people are doing. I think that's wrong. Because right. now he's stacking the team like the Golden State Warriors. You know, oh, let's pay for a little Johnny to go over here. He's great, and we're going to keep winning. He's not He's not learning now. He's learning to have everything that he wants. You know, we're going to take care of him. So I think it's going to be, it's going to, Sports is taking over in a bad way. We're going down the wrong alley. So, so you're talking about pressure, you know, the, on these kids. Who's putting the most pressure pressure on them? Is it is it the coaches? Is, is it the parents? Is it themselves? I mean, said, is that guy you said building a condo so they can live in it and want them to come play for you? Those are oh, you were paying attention to me. Okay. You know. So, well, but but again, who's who's putting the most pressure on him? The guy, the one who said he had the money. Uh, if a coach um, tells him to go live with uh, Auntie Jane, you know, they'll help him pay. That's to be whoever, whoever making the kids do that change. That's the one putting pressure on them. I'm telling them that, hey, um, this is what we want you to do. You're supposed to be big time for us, and you got to step up. You don't think the family's putting the pressure on them, saying, you know, if you go out there and you make the big uh, money, 
you know, then you can come back and take care of us? That has nothing no, to do with it? They don't say nothing like that. The kids will say that to the family for the family says to them, you know. Hmm. No, that okay. probably don't come until he's in the NFL making all that money. Then the family's like, hey, help us. Right, right. Well, they have to believe that the kid's good enough to begin with, and that's uh, there's a lot of parents that that see little yeah, Johnny, right. you know, that that has some potential, and all of a sudden, you know, they they think that he's going to make it big, and and to me that that that's where the pressure starts from initially is from the parents, you know, telling the kid that you know, hey, you're good, you're going to make it, you know, you 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 have to do this for 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 yourself for us, blah blah blah. So. Well, well, what parents not going to tell the kid they're not good? Look at LeVar Ball. He said his kid better than uh, Magic and all that. I mean, you can't, you parent, can't compare say, most parents to LeVar Ball, though. You ain't good. You know, I'm going to tell him, yeah, you're great. You're going to make it. But what? But if the kid really isn't that good <laughs> or, or really doesn't have the heart to, to play the sport, you know, some some kids only do it because their parents want them to do it, but not because they have a desire to to keep playing it. They'd rather do something else. Those are the ones who don't make it. Yeah, that's that's true. And then, then in the long run, who who gets hurt? The parents, have, they, they're disappointed because the kid hasn't done what they wanted him to do. So... Anyway, yeah, I, I, it's, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to, lot, you know, to that uh, whole psychological aspect <laughs> when it comes to, to kids and, and sports and such. But anyway, I, I, you, you, you should watch that, that show. It, it's pretty good. But, um, let's move on to the, the college football ranking. You know, so as of today, uh, everyone had, well, most people have Alabama listed as number one. Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, Georgia four, and Washington in fifth position. So are you sold on Alabama being number one and being able to retain it throughout the season? You know, but keep in mind that they lost all four starters from their secondary. They will be relying on true freshmen to carry them this season. One, I don't pay attention to the polls because it's the same team up there all the time. No matter if they yes. lost the whole team and they're all fresh, and they always get that one or two ranking. So, you know, and, and that's how it is. You know, Alabama don't matter. Freshmen are way just like all those other schools, you know. You got three deep in that position, and they said anybody could start in that position and be in the NFL. So it don't matter if you got freshmen, sophomores, juniors start. You know, anybody can start in that position, you know, because you got the top five star athlete, you know? So, right. you know, they said those the best of the best. So, I don't even look at that ranking because I always Clemson and Alabama one and two. Um, during the football season, Clemson go to one, Alabama two, then they'll switch back. You know, all those big time schools get the ranking. So, you know, it's just stupid, you know, ranking. I guess for TV and that. Well, and also for the for the playoffs at the end, <laughs> yeah, that's you know, just another game for them to get money off these kids. Play those mm-hmm. football games, who can sell stuff, sell tickets. You know. Yeah. And it seems to be always be the the, the yeah, as you say, the same teams in in those in those two as well. So. 
it's yeah, sometimes it's not good to good to do so anyway um so so the other thing is some teams are looking at what Nick Saban who's the head coach of Alabama you know has been doing there and uh they're trying to use his blueprint to reshape the reshape the game of college football so um can his concept work anywhere or is this only a Saban dynamic so what, what, what he's doing at Alabama, can it only work at Alabama or can other people then, again, as they're doing, starting to blueprint it and, and try to move it on to somewhere else? Uh, I don't think the college coaches would move on and be successful with what they're doing. I mean, some of the coaches are trying to go to the NFL and it don't work. Chip Kelly didn't work, you know, but it works in college for him. Nick Saban is not going to work because there's only an Alabama team who can do that, you know. And, uh, a lot of these coaches, you know, they don't look to move on because there's different kind of kids they're going to get than the ones coming to Alabama. So, right. you know, it looks like Phil Jackson. He did, you know, uh, his offense, he had with the Bulls. He tried to go to the Lakers and all that. That offense wouldn't work. They couldn't do it. So, well, uh, just Coaches keep it at one school, and that's it. Yeah. So you're saying that, yeah, it can only happen, that what he's doing can only happen at Alabama, and that's due to the the type of players that he gets, the quality of players that he gets. Yeah. I mean, all the coaches just move on. The one that went to uh, Notre Dame, and out of Notre Dame got fired. So. Oh. We know, we know that that happens eventually at Notre Dame anyway, so... <laughs> shouldn't, shouldn't surprise us on that but yeah I just thought that was interesting that they're trying to, to do what he's doing and I, I, I don't know if, how well it's going to work with other programs you know because again as you say the quality of, of, of recruits that they get are so different than other schools but anyway it's just uh, another way for to look at things so all right, James. So we're gonna t- <laughs> we got we 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 have the the elephant in the room we got to talk about, which is Ohio State and Urban Meyer. So he's in hot water on how he handled knowledge of domestic violence allegations against one of his former assistant coaches back in 2015. Now, last week, Meyer said he knew nothing about this. However, the former assistant coach Zach Smith's ex-wife, Courtney Smith, said that she had text she had texted with Meyer's wife about the domestic violence. So Meyer's now saying that he followed protocol and procedures when he learned of the incident in 2015. You know, they've, they've put together, the school's put together an investigation of an independent group, you know, formed by the university. So right now, all they have is Meyer lying to the media. So what do you think will or should happen to Urban Meyer? It's not going to happen to the other Look at what happened with um, Mr. Taylor Izzo. Did he get fired? No. No. So you think they're going to fire somebody like Urban, Urban Meyer? No. They just suspend him for a couple of games, you know, maybe three or four, and they have to go through a class. But these coaches like that are not going to get fired unless it's really something like, you know, Penn State, you know. But, you know, he's he defending uh, coach and beating the swipe up. You know, they didn't look at that as being serious, but they did. They would have took care a long time ago, but, you know. It was Urban Meyer, it was Ohio State, you know. So, uh, a couple games, suspension and class, and 
he'll be all right. Because he said he reported to the upper people he's supposed to. So it's all him. Right, so, right. So, no, he won't get yeah, suspended. It doesn't say though, Izzo at all. Therefore, what they happened over there, no. Okay. Well, so let's take our next break. When we come back. Um, I have a, a couple follow-up questions to ask you about this with Ohio State and Urban Meyer. So we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the draft, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Living That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm just sitting here talking with former NFL player James Loving uh, regarding, uh, we were talking about what's going on at Ohio State and Urban Meyer. So, James, um, I know, you know, you, you, we, I just asked you what should happen to Urban, you know, now that the only, the only thing he's accused of at this point is just lying to the media. That's all he's been accused of doing. Um. But my my question to you, and I, and I know I asked you this before, you know, on on the phone. But what effect will this have on the team, especially in the locker room? You started to get like that Tebow stuff. Well, it had no effect, you know. They said the kids, you know, still practicing. I think if he don't come back, they fire, which ain't gonna happen. It have effect this year because this happened right when practice started, the season started up. You know, if it was in the summer when they was out, you know, there's a lot different they could have got a coach in. And so, well, there's no big effect. Because uh, Ohio State is a big-time school, you know. Those kids kind of coach themselves, you know. They're so good, you know. 
So anybody can step in with a minor football and coach these kids. You know, uh, Steve Kerr stepped into the Gold State Warriors. Mark Jackson had that team. When he stepped in, it was already there, and they went. Right. See, so teams like that, you know, you got all these good players. You just anybody can step in and coach them. So they'll be all right. You know, they'll win that game and be ranked and lose that game and still be ranked. I but I, I I still think that there's some mental you know issue going on with with that the kids may have because you know they're they're there because he's who no. he is and no. if he's not around you know these kids will start worrying and wondering and you know no. man did I did I pick the right school? No. Uh-uh. Well, you went to school. Uh, you seen a substitute? What did you say yourself? And I, I saw what. Well, you went to school, you were younger, you went in a class, and you it was a substitute teacher there. What did you say? <laughs> Yippee! <laughs> we yeah, have exactly. To study. So you don't think these kids are like, all right, coach are here. We can slack off a little, you know how? Yeah, they are. <laughs> you know? Right. But then they, they slack just, off, and then what happens during game time? It don't matter. They, they're, they're so good, you know, they know it. They know it. I, I'm, I'm, they, I'm going to be watching them. I'm going to be paying attention because sometimes this might have some kind of backlash, you know, on on some of the players. You, you just uh, never know. I mean, it's something like that looming looming over their head. You know, it it might it may not affect you, but it might affect other people. Uh, it ain't nothing looming over their head. That's the coach with or sister coach with somebody there. His wife. It ain't like some kids raped a girl or some kids did something to the kids. It's the coaches. It has nothing to do with them. But it does because this is their head coach. This is the, this is partially the reason why they chose Ohio State is because of him, you know. And now they're like, well, did I did we pick the right school? No, uh, it picked that it's Ohio State, and a lot of players go in the NFL for them. So. Yeah, well, there's lots. There's lots in the in the pros that went to Ohio State. I mean, they have a a dynasty going on there. So. However, I, I I do think that there's there's going to be issues, but I guess time will tell. We'll see what happens during the season, and you know, and if it ha- if it does come come to fruition, I'm going to be going. I told you so. I told what, you what, so. I told you so. What, what made you think it'd be an issue? I've been in a locker room. We had I know you have been. There wasn't no issues. Maybe we, not for you, but I, but maybe for other people there might have been. No, it wasn't. The whole team. I mean, Dennis Harrison brought us there. He told we're going to do this and that. He left in the middle of the night. Wasn't no issue. Paul Rose was like, hey, everybody was cool. Nobody was like, oh, man, our career is done. Coach ain't here, Harrison. Oh. Well, but, but well, no, no, no. There's a little difference, though. I mean, because because uh, Roach was there from the beginning of, of that season, and beginning of, the, of of your guys' practices, you know, there wasn't you, you knew you knew who it was. You knew, I mean, you, you guys have always been used to probably having different coaches through through your careers, through playing in, in 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 middle school and high school, and then when you go to college, sometimes you have a couple different coaches, you know. So that that wasn't a, a big change for you. But when you go to a big school like this. Um, and, 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 you know, you don't know if he's going to be coaching with you. you. He may, may not. You don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's just some things up in the air. That, and this is looming at the beginning, you know, of the season. I mean, they haven't even played a first game. You know, and that, that's happened in a couple of weeks. 
And there and there's still okay. some unknowns. Okay. So that, that 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 you know right there is is the only you know that that, that that's the only thing I'm I'm concerned with or wondering about. And thinking that that might you know affect some of the some of the players. So we'll see. Again, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see who's right, who's wrong. And and if I'm wrong, I I I will come on here and I will tell you, James, you are absolutely correct. But if I'm right, you know what, what I expect. What do you mean if you're right? So. What are you trying to say? They're going to lose every game? Oh, I'm not saying they're going to lose every game. I told you what they're going to do. They're going to win, win, they're going to lose game, and still be right. No matter. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll we'll talk more about it as the season goes on, and then we'll be like, hmm, okay, you were right, I was wrong, vice versa. So, uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, another thing that was pretty much, you know, clear and present in the in the in the media, and that had to do with uh, LeBron James said that President Trump was making the country divisive mostly due to sports. President Trump took to Twitter about LeBron James questioning. LeBron's intelligence. You know, NBA players, former and present, have defended LeBron. LeBron is now behind a three-part documentary series to appear on Showtime, and it's called Shut Up and Dribble. Uh, the series will look at how athletes have changed the current political and cultural climate within the NBA. So how will this series change people's thinking, or will it? Mm, just tell them, you know. Politics. I don't know why, you know, these fools messing with politics. You know, it's all because everyone has an opinion, and it's true. I mean, these athletes, you know, become you know a symbol for for a lot of young kids, and they want to be like them, and then they they all of a sudden the the athletes will start talking personal opinions on things, and uh, that gets people listening. Well, that's all that Twitter stuff. You know, I don't know why they got this Twitter, these athletes going on Twitter making these comments, and it's just getting out, and the big thing. That's why the president, you know, keep getting in trouble. Stay off Twitter, you know? Right, right. It is, right, it right. is ridiculous. You're absolutely correct. You know, and... You can't talk politics. The politics is a something that it's like a no-win situation. I think <laughs> who's right? All politicians are dirty, you know. But you're gonna go in there and do better, you know. So, but I don't know. They want these athletes to talk politics, but then they got other people talking about shut up and just play ball, you know. Right. Get to talk Stay to in your lane. Stay in your lane is what they're saying. Yep. Don't have an opinion. So which one you want them to do? Talk it or no? You know. Right. Right. Yeah. No. I. I. I for me, it depends on on if if people will actually watch this this series and and watch it with it with an open mind. You know whether or not it's going to change people's thinking or not. A lot of people. You know the the people that that already think what they do, they, you know, it's not going to change their mind whatsoever, and they're going to be like, "Why should I even watch it?" So, 
I don't know. I, th- I well, think it would be interesting, too. you know, if, 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 if I got to get the chance to watch it. But, uh, you know, Le- LeBron is, is pretty amazing, all the stuff that he's doing. He's been producing. He has a, a game show on TV, and, you know, he's producing other shows, and um, he, he, he has a lot going on for himself. So that's why I was extremely, extremely uh, disappointed in, in what President Trump said, you know, about him. Um, and questioning his intelligence because by far LeBron is is quite clever, quite, quite intelligent, um, and and has a lot to 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 offer and much more than just playing basketball. You know, that basketball was 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 his forum, and you know now everything else is is just you know icing on the cake. Well, well, well everybody listen to Trump anyway. Everything come out of his mouth is stupid. You know? just, just, just like, just like Levar Ball, <laughs> you know. I don't know why people listen to him, but, but it sells, it sells tickets or sells newspapers or whatever. So, so I, I have a follow-up question to you on this. So, as an athlete, what needs to be done to change the climate and negative talk that's been going on? Negative talk of what? So all all this all this negative talk, you know, regarding the, you know, when it comes to to the the divisiveness that's going on in in our country, you know, where people are saying that you know regarding the, the kneeling and and the national anthem for football, and you know people people's thinking about you know that that athletes are. are are only there just to just to to perform. Well, start with competitor. because he had nothing to do with it. All he do is start no problems, getting it going. Right. Because you know if we don't say nothing, it's gonna be such a big thing. That's what I start with, and then you know with your owners, they gotta look at it. You know. These players got some rights, you know. They just ain't animals. So, you know, uh, it's just the wrong people talking about it. And when they talk about it, they talk about it in the wrong way. That's why it seems like it's, it's a bad thing that they're doing. So it's never going to be right. Right. No matter what they do or what they say. Because you had too many people talking about it. In a negative way, and then they try to tell them the positive way why they're doing it. They're not hearing that. So uh, it almost died down until, like you say, old Trump started back up, and now look at it, back in the news. Yeah, but it's getting people. I mean, people are angry one way or another. You know, on one side, one side of the the issue, and that's what. It's like why, 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 why are they even doing it? So. Uh, it's 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 crazy, it's craziness. So, so the NFL. Let's let's switch gears. Um, so recently, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback for Green Bay Packers, he was running the scout team during training camp, and at the end of practice, people could clearly tell that he was frustrated. So, frustration was aimed at the young receivers who weren't giving much effort. Uh, the offense was running plays so the defense could see how how it will be when they play the Tennessee Titans, you know, this week. So he named three people that did well and said everybody else that was out there was kind of piss poor. As a young receiver, how would you have taken that if you'd heard your quarterback say that about you or about your team? Well, I mean, you have to work hard. I mean, 
He got a Hall of Famer like Aaron Rodgers. You know, same thing with LeBron. He can't play with young kids. You know, he just said they don't have it. You know, that effort and knowing. So Aaron probably the same way. You know, he's been in the league seeing what, you know, a player should do, what they should come out there, how they should play. You know, and plus he's frustrated because they, they um, traded Jordy Nelson without letting him know. So that was his main receiver. So, you know, okay. frustration sitting in with the young guys. You know, it's, 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 you know, it's hard. I mean, you know, for a quarterback with status, and he comes out there and just see was dropping balls and running around routes, but Aaron still got to realize they're young. It's a lot of their playbooks they got to learn. So, you know. And this is why they got training caps. So everybody gets the frustration and all in the tricks and everything. So everybody's on the same page and pass start of the season. So he'll be all right. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering what, what, how you would think about that if, 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 if your starting quarterback, you know, had basically said that you, you didn't do well. So it. It, 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 it's not it's not a good look, but I guess guess it's effective. So, anyway, well, let's take our last break and we come back um, a little bit more to talk about uh, NFL, and we're going to do which do you like better. So we'll be back. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN. The Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Living That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz, and I'm just sitting here talking with former NFL player James Loving. So, James, um, I'm sorry, were you going to say something? I was going to say I'm here. I'm here. Good, good. So we were just uh, talking a little bit about uh, the NFL and kind of what was going on with Aaron Rodgers and training camp. But um, the other big big concern this, this offseason, or actually 
training camp before the season has to do with Aaron Donald. He's the defensive tackle for the L.A. Rams, and he did not report to the team by Tuesday's deadline. Um, so we've been seeing the Rams, you know, sign some hefty contracts with many of their star players lately. You know, they got their quarterback and they have uh, their running back and, you know, they have, well, their, their quarterback, of course, he's on his rookie contract, but they signed a big contract with their running back, uh, with their wide receiver, you know, and, and, and Aaron Donald wants the same thing, especially last season, he was the MVP. Um, so do you think they will sign Donald to a contract before the start of the season? I don't know. They didn't do it last year. I think he held off for a little while. Um, yes. I don't know where that's going to go. I haven't followed that story, really, and see where they're at with money-wise and how many years he got left. So it's hard to talk about that one, you know? Well, he's, he's, he's due, I think, $6.9 million this year. He's seeking a $20 million per season contract. Um, which would make him the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL history, and his salary would basically rank among quarterbacks. So, is is he worth that amount of money? Oh, well, the reports have said he was. So, you know, we'll see. You know, um, same thing over there with the Raiders. Cleo Matt, he's seeming for the same thing. You know, um, these mm-hmm. guys, you know, they got to look how they operate to the team. I mean. You know, um, do the owner feel, you know, they can get four or five more years out of it? They do pay them the money. If not, I'm still around. You know, they did Kirk uh, in that way. Right. Kept putting them on that, you know. So, I don't know. We'll see if they do it. I mean, I'm sure. You know, um, Reverend Bell did it last year. He came right before the season started. Took the finance. The tag, you know, so we'll see if they pay them, you know. We will see. I mean, they got a Donica Sue on there now. They got mm-hmm. the guy for um, Denver. What's his name? What's he the back? Well, uh, I, I can't think offhand, but yeah. Um, the the only thing that I'm I'm seeing with this. You know, is, is what you were saying is you know this is the the actually the third time that they haven't signed him. You know, the, so after this season he'll be a restricted free agent, um, and then if they do it a fourth time, then he'll be an unrestricted free agent. But uh, so if if he's offered a contract from another team, you know, after this season the Rams will be able to match it. You know, if 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 they so want to keep him, so. It's it's it, it, it's it's just a game that keeps getting played, and you know I, I can understand why these guys want to have a a, a, con, a contract of some sort because you know who wants to be bouncing around the league all over the place, and, and you want you want some you know you, you want to know that you're going to be there for a while, and sometimes that's harder said than done. But anyway, somebody that said something, I don't understand the thing of this. Four years, five, and people said they're gonna be playing five years. So listen to mm-hmm. one guy said, it's not the contract, it's the guaranteed money they want when they get that contract. True, That's what true. Fighting for. So say like he won twenty million, but if he get that contract, like what one hundred twenty million for four years, he'll get he want fifty eight million guaranteed. So right when he signed a contract, he got fifty eight million. See, now if he get hurt. 
he don't get that money. They can tell him as that. You see, but basketball, right. they'll still get paid that one twenty. Right. So right. that's why they fight for these contracts. It's the guaranteed money. Nobody know what they really want up front. Because they know, like, a running back, he ain't going to play no five years. That's why they're not playing for Le'Veon Bell. They know in five years he ain't going to be playing, so why give him a $120 million contract? So Le'Veon said, okay, I want the guaranteed money. And that's the big problem they have with him. All these players want that guaranteed money up front to say, hey, I got one year, I'll get this money no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, that that oh. is an issue. That's an issue. And, and football's all, I, I know they have guaranteed, no matter what the contract is in both, I think, football and I believe baseball, they're, they're guaranteed that money no matter what, you know, whereas football is, is about the only basketball. one that isn't guaranteed. What's that? Basketball and baseball. Sorry, basketball and baseball. They're they're guaranteed the money. Football, they're not, and uh, that that that's what these players are have been fighting for, and 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 uh, there there's some there's there's some truth to all that, you know, especially with all the injuries that happen. But I guess we'll see if if Aaron Donald's going to be there um, at the start of the season when they if they sign a con- contract or not. But we'll see. All right, James. So, which do you like better? Let's move on to that. I got a few few questions to ask you. So, which second year starting quarterback will have a better better season? Deshaun Watson for the Houston Texans or Jimmy Garoppolo? I can't ever say his name right. Jimmy G. So Garoppolo for San Francisco Forty Nine ers. Well, Deshaun Watson is a lot better. But I think teams are beyond him for what he did last year. The game that Jimmy Garoppolo only played in five, so he really ain't got a true hat on what he could do, so he probably have a little bit better one because there'll be kids in Sean Watson not letting him run and do what he did. So. All right, so one more question before we before we end the show. You can make a val- – okay, so who will have more wins this season, Atlanta Falcons or Minnesota Vikings? All right, Minnesota. So Minnesota got Chicago and Detroit over there. Those two games they play for that four wins, you know, then they might play some other third, three, five. You know, they have problems with um, Green Bay. They might split. So Minnesota will be better because Atlanta, you know, they're just for going down. Hmm. Yeah. Well, especially with Jones up in there, Julio Jones, not knowing what's going to happen. I, I, I yeah. can see that, but. Yeah. Anyway, well, James, it's uh, it's been a good uh, it's been a good week, good show. Again, congratulations on your camp. What a success it was. Uh, I I think it'll just get bigger and bigger, and and definitely, you know, my hats off to you and to Shamika. She's she's pretty amazing. So, anyway, um, everyone, thank you for listening in. We'll be back next Wednesday, and uh, have a great week, everybody. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 